Welcome back to Movie Trilogies Podcast. Your host, Chris, here with Ro and Brandon. And uh, we are here to talk about the latest Pixar film, Elemental. Uh, follows Ember and Wade in a city where fire, water, land, and air residents live together. Uh, I didn't see this, but I believe Ro and... I know Brandon saw this whole part of it. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys think of this film? Ro, did you see this? Um, I did. Okay. I did. Okay, okay. Go ahead, B. No, Brandon like, about eighty percent of this. You... No, I would. I would yeah, like I... to hear. I would like to hear from Brandon first. I always go okay. first. Um. So, I did see Elemental. Um. Ava's birthday was the seventh. Our screening for Elemental was the eighth. So I talked to our screening crew and was like, "Hey, they were like, hey, you're bringing family members. Let us know." I was like, "Yeah, I'm bringing my daughter to her first theatrical release in a theater. So it is because she turned three. I think this film might work, but we'll see. Um, she watches Pixar stuff at home sometimes. We'll we'll see. Our family was the only family in the theater. I don't know if everybody just took that day off, but it was a wonderful experience. We had the absolute whole uh, 4D theater to ourselves. Uh, besides the uh, you know the uh, the the screen host screener hosting, <clears throat> and we made I made it through about eighty percent because uh, Ava lasted as long as she could drink a large blue icy and that sent her bouncing off the walls so yeah she didn't she didn't make it she did good she did good for a while and then <laughs> so <laughs> i saw all the way up to uh we can't be together because even though we mix we really don't mix but we mix um i gotta go work for my daddy that's that's I got all the way back to working for my daddy, and I'm sure it ended how it should have ended. Her, her, and her daddy, her daddy probably realized this is not the place for you. Just like being with my dad wasn't the place for me. And you yeah, that is, no, that is not how. Not in that way. Did, okay, okay. Oh. <laughs> I watch it when it ends up on Disney Plus in a month. <laughs> okay, well, what did you think up to where you got to? Um. So first off, we saw it in 3D, and I'm sorry, I don't know if it's the theater. The 3D was awful. It was, it was horrendous. Like there, I don't know if it's the way that they did the animation that made 3D not work well, but there were I was like looking through fire, and seeing blurry things. Like I, the the way they did the animation was when you looked at people that were certain elements, background stuff because they were see through or transparent was also kind of affected. So like if you when you look at a fire, things behind a fire are kind of blurry. That's what they did with the animation. If you look through the Ember character behind her, it's, transparently it was blurry a bit, like fire. But the problem was in 3D, it gave me an eyesore. It looked really bad and it was hard to focus. It actually looked like it was out of focus most of the 3D. So I didn't I don't know what that was about. What's your theater? Uh, it, I guess it was really bad, so that made it hard to concentrate and appreciate the animation. The story was cool. It was it was a little dry for my taste. Um, I don't I don't know what it, I get. Maybe it felt too familiar for for a Pixar film, and that's why it was kind of dry. Like it it was I guess it was supposed to be deep, but it didn't really feel super deep. And also, <laughs> it's extremely punny. Like. It's it's punny to almost an offense of just every sentence y'all utter don't need to be a pun. I feel like that's what they did in the writer's room. They were just like, we need to come up with a thousand 
water puns and fire puns and earth puns and let's use them all. Like, why why can't we? We have like 90 minutes. Let's just use all of them. But, you know, other than that, uh, I think the voice acting was fine. The characters were cool. I'm not attached to any of them in any particular way. Like, I think it's a, it's a nice film to kind of just sit down with. It's, it's, you can enjoy it. It's a simple Pixar film. You said I enjoy it. It didn't hit me in my heart or anything like that, like Pixar typically can do. This one just wasn't, it wasn't it. Like, I don't know what the, I don't know what the next thing they're going to give feelings to paint or, <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Cause they're just like, everything feels <laughs> It's like, okay. Everything. Wow. All right. So the next film will be about like bacteria. There's like some Osmosis Jones shit or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I will say, I will say in my opinion that you need the entire story arc. They, I, I, this is like a slow build. I will agree. But, um, I, I got to see it in a really good theater. And I think that does actually matter because you're right. This 3D is, it's playing around with some stuff that it doesn't necessarily have to deal with. Like a lot of the background stuff, it makes a difference. Um, but my 3D actually was pretty good. It was pretty smooth and seamless. I didn't have any weird blurry stuff. I actually sat like a road up from where I usually sit. So I think maybe distance might be your friend on this one. Um, it, I, I think it's romantic portions are much more subtle than you usually get. The comedy, I do believe, is just a little bit over the top. But this wasn't this 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 movie is gonna be mileage may vary about what age your kids can sit through it because there are portions of it that if they're too young, it's just pretty. Like they're not like the story gets a little up there in kind of the age. Like I describe this movie to somebody as um Pixar's stance on segregation and miscegenation uh, because I think a part of the reason why this story may not necessarily, like when you're saying it feels too familiar, is like a lot of this stuff is just what brown people have to deal with in their regular lives and that's not usually what we generally tend to want in our, you know, animated movies. I I enjoyed it, but uh, yes? Where'd you go? Did you, did you, Chris, did you hear that? I didn't hear anything. You're, 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 yeah, you're, you're going in and out. Can you hear Ro now? There you go. Your mic is cutting any out, my friend. I'm going out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I need to, I don't know what that is. I have no clue what that is. Uh, okay. Like Jesus trying to tell us. Yeah, I don't. Jesus trying to tell us to stop. I mean, you're back to being normal now, but I'm you're back. Know. I can hear you now. The other thing too is, you, just so you know, you're on camera. About so I don't know if it's on camera. The camera thing is too. Oh yeah, I, no, I killed a bunch of processes that were just running on my computer. I don't know what happened actually, but okay, my bad. I thought you dropped, I, but it was me. I, yeah, I mean, okay. Um, did you? But did you say something, bro? No, you. When you dropped, I was like, I can't hear row anymore. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You, Which yeah, I, like um, I mean, take. talking to myself. I mean, I mean, okay, but I, I'm. I feel like 
this is one of those movies where maybe they needed somebody who was a little further away from the material to tell them how they felt about the material. Mm-hmm. Because, like, like I, I agree, uh, Leah Lewis as Ember, uh, Mahmoud Afi as Wade, they're, they're great voice actors. I also think it's going to um, throw off some people when they realize that the voice actor for Wade is not a white guy. Um, but I really felt like the story that they were telling when they kind of, you know, Element City is a segregated city. So, it, like, they keep saying, like, we're fire, water, air, and land residents live together, but that's not really true. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they, they, like, the whole opening of this movie has kind of a heavy, no room at the end feel when you meet the fire element and you see them. This is a, this is a very clearly intended to be immigrant story. Which is my understanding, um, if you get all the way to the end of the movie, uh, somebody's parents, the picture of their parents pop up as, and they say thank you for them and everything they've done, you know, for their family. So this is very clearly intended to be an immigrant story. And I feel like they hit those beats with a lot of um, surprising, inoffensive authenticity. But I think in their effort to do that, that maybe they possibly should have talked to someone about how some of those things were going to hit for non-immigrant minorities watching this movie because every once in a while they would have somebody say something and I'm just like y'all y'all hear that sound? No, nobody? No, nobody? Nobody's, nobody's going to talk about that? I'm, I was confused. I was trying to figure out if the Ember people were supposed to be Native Americans. I, I, I was a bit confused. Then, I would I I was yeah. assuming that they were potentially from a South, uh, South Asian region. Of that the world. I couldn't. Yeah. Think, I honestly could not figure it out because I feel like at one point they go back and they meet a chief, and I was just like, I am. Where you do this? know that I'm, that's not that America's not the only place. I'm I'm I am aware of that, but white people probably don't. They probably think I, they're here. So, I don't care about white people. So, uh, I, I, don't, I don't care about white people. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> no, I do. I, I, that, but that's one of the things that I liked. I liked the fact that they built, the way that they built this up didn't make it feel like you were supposed to immediately say, and this represents these people. So, but that's one of the reasons why I felt like a little bit of, just a little of the amalgamation of how they built the, the, the backstory up. It's very much so the coming to a new place, immigrating, coming through customs, um, like an Ellis Island type feel experience, new world experience. And I thought it was beautifully done. Uh, my animation actually was really good. Uh, it, was, it felt light and airy. It was grounded when it needed to be. It was very bright and colorful. Um, I would say this is a solid family movie, but some of the parts that felt quick-witted were like you said they were more a little overly punny um some of the story might feel a little bit too on the nose for some people in the sense that you know she works at the family business um 
her, she's being groomed to take the family business over. And then she meets this other person, Ray, Wade Ripple, who's had a completely different life experience and he lives in the city. And there's an overt barrier for her not liking the city and it's water because she's made of fire. I felt like all of that stuff worked and I was really interested in it. It's just, I don't know. There was just something that felt a little undercooked and I feel like it was how they built Wade and how they had Wade challenge what Ember felt her path was supposed to be. And maybe that's why the romance didn't kind of all the way click for you. It it didn't. It's not that it didn't click for me. It was that Wade was this soft, gooey middle to her hard exterior, being an Ember woman, immigrant. Like all of these reasons she should be. She should have a, a, a hard exterior. Right, but he was. Sometimes it was kind of like it, it's. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I feel like he was. Sometimes it was guilt trippy, and it was like, I bro, you your your family is loaded. You know, um, I understand that you've had your hardship, but yeah, no, but that's what I mean. It's like, I feel like they really, really did a good job of giving us a glimpse into what were all of the things that were working within Ember and in Ember's family. And the movie is heavily sorted towards uh, Wade creates a problem that could be completely devastating, not just to Ember personally, but to Ember's entire family. And I don't ever really feel like we dig into how Wade became Wade. And I feel like we need that because you know that like at the beginning of this movie their their meat is their meat cute is less cute than you would ordinarily expect in a rom-com even in an animated rom-com and the journey that they go on the stakes are uneven like there are no stakes for wade exactly and that's a yeah 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 this movie could have ended in the first 20 minutes if he wasn't being ain't shit, a no, like it's not a not a narcissistic. Eh. I don't just kind of stuck up. Well, yeah, I yeah, that's the part. Yeah, that's the part that I feel like needed some development. He clearly, despite whatever is going on with him and him not knowing exactly what he wants to do with his life. It ain't hurt him none. Homie, you know, you when you see the life that Wade is living and 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 you know, it, you're like you're it's clear you're dealing with someone who's heavily entitled and has lived a privileged kind of life that not only and I don't think that they were trying to do a big city versus country feel, but they were definitely doing somebody who lives on one side of the tracks versus the other. And in some aspects the animation is quite literal in that respect. Mm-hmm. But but I, I agree with you. I don't think we get enough. Like, he doesn't listen when he should. And then at one point in time, I think they thought it was funny, but I sure the hell didn't. And he was like, well, why didn't you say, why didn't you say that to begin with? I was like, uh, dead ass ran from her. Uh, how was she supposed to tell you? You wouldn't stop. You wouldn't listen. And then when you get into the third act and it's supposed to be this big, huge moment um, of feelings revelation, you're just like, this dude has no respect 
for her family. <laughs> so some of those elements, I thought it was a good movie. I just don't think it's a romance. Not the way that um, you ordinarily expect from your rom-com. So it was a little weird that this is, you know, that they're heavily pushing that element when the parts of this movie all work are Ember and the developing relationship and her coming into her own and um, coming to to learn, you know, how to relate and trust with her family and honesty. And, and quite frankly, Wade is a barrier for a solid hour of this movie getting to I that point. Were, I think they were scared to go just with like a one-off protagonist story in a Pixar film. Like they mm-hmm. typically have to have some type of buddy up thing in Pixar. Um, and I just sadly, I think instead of just letting us follow her through her story, and for her to gain her insight on her journey, like her coming of age story about finally being an immigrant that kind of under kind of realizes what her passion could be or what she could do, and that she has options and you know stuff like that. General typical stuff we see in in a lot of films like this, coming of age stories like this, right? Um, they throw in weight, like you said, and it it's I guess it's supposed to be a rom com, but I'm just kind of I, I agree with you. I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know they were. <laughs> I, like this, uh, I, I don't damn. like Wade. He's not like he's not a terrible person or anything. But like I said again, he that whole I'm sorry, I have to ruin you and your family's life. It's my job. Like, bruh, you know what? Okay. It really don't work like that in the real world. Can we stop creating characters that do this? But it does work like that in the real world. And that's the part that I feel like is underbaked. They felt like that was the fake element. And there are people who I'm just doing my job, people straight out of their homes. They separate families. Like, like you lose you lose work from someone thinking that they this is the only way it has to be done, only to come to find out if they had squarely minded their business, that they were in fact the problem. And I feel like that we should have gotten that. If they were gonna make Wade be the guy who was front and center of this, you know, like even in, you know, there may have been a whole new world moment, but outside of that, even like Aladdin had to have his come to Jesus moment. And so did Jasmine. And I feel like they. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, but, uh... but they don't, they don't do anything with that. And I think for adults, especially, you know, non-white adults, that might be a sticking point because some of the stuff that has to do with her family is deeply cultural. It's clearly attached to her culture. It's attached to her people. Mm-hmm. And they're little, they, they, they let him get away with being dismissive in that regard. Like, oh, that doesn't matter in Element City. You know, and as you get the reveal... Every time something needs to be fixed, every time there has to be a solution, it's all Ember. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's really along for the ride. And I liked the fact that they didn't feel like she needed, she, you know, she could be a bit of a self-saving princess in this regard. But Mahmoud Afi, we know he can act. And he does a great job voicing Wade. They could have given the character some more weight. Like, this they even the have... But this is the character they want. This is the character they wrote. Right, and that's the part that I don't understand. Like, you know, it, 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 easy to understand. No, I don't understand why they did it. I know, I mean, the character is extremely easy to understand. I don't understand why they did it. I, I, I did it because the character, like being voiced, 
by a person of color is white. So. Now, I don't know if the character is intended to be white, but I know it's not supposed to be black. The influences of this character were very decidedly non-black. That doesn't necessarily mean that they were white, but they were decidedly non-black. And I think that might be where some of the beats don't hit for us because none of this shit would fly. Yeah. Uh, overall, I mean, I mean, like, what's your rating? Because I don't. Want to... I gave it. I gave it a six and a half. I think it works as a family film. Um, I think it's really pretty. They do give you a happily ever after. It's a little weird, but the relationship that Ember has with her parents, I think the arc is great. It doesn't exactly end the way that you anticipated it, like you led up to it. They do make something else go terribly fucking wrong. <laughs> they had time, so I'm not surprised. And and yeah, and um, um, but I think it's a little light on the 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 fable portion of the story if we're doing an e stop fable type thing. Um, and I was not comfortable with how they had the attraction balance between the title characters, but I was in a room full of small, tiny, and middle medium sized humans, and they all stayed in fully invested in the movie. Uh, but they also had large slushies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I it was clear that there were parts of the story that were going over their head, but you could hear them going ooh when certain things were happening with motion and and you know everything on the screen. So I think it's just a underdeveloped concept. But it's a family film, but it's a six and a half for me. Did you yeah. say you're the same? Right, that's fine. I don't think it's very difficult for a Pixar film to get lower than a six for me. It just is. There's so much creativity and work that goes into it. And even if you're not fully vested with the story, it's still pretty to look at. Like, it's still stuff going on to keep your attention. Like, even fucking, like, even ours, like, two would probably still get, like, a six out of ten for me. Wow. I mean. Wow. It, yeah. It, it's very, very hard. You have to make a, a, a Pixar film that is just undigestible. <laughs> like, it's just... I don't. I, I don't know. Are you saying this is Pixar and not Pixar with the hard R? Because something going on. They would have to be that type of Pixar film. Fair enough. Fair I, enough. I think there's something. I, mean, I think there's something to that though. The fact that Pixar's coming up again. It used to be that Pixar film comes out automatic eight out of ten. You know they. You know because they didn't put out that many to begin with. Now they're starting to put out more. And honestly, if we can be honest here, the other studios are actually doing better with animation than they are. In some cases, so. This is, uh, I mean, who's the? I mean, like, who's the other one? Well, I think that's the thing. No, all the studios are just making films, right? So, I mean, let's be honest. Cross the Spider Verse, it's an animated film, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. Okay. It's right, but I think I think that's the thing, though. It's like it used to be you go to Pixar because they made the good balance of films for adults and for kids. But now all the studios are coming in and be like, actually, we can change that dynamic a little bit here and do films like Across the Spider Verse, where right, yeah. Isn't yeah. Imation the ones who do Despicable Me? So they're the minions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, minions is kind of like running the mill. If, if you like minions, I guess you'll watch it. Yeah, they're starting to run. They're running they're run out of steam, too, because they got one hit. No, I'm, I'm only talking about the people who have like entered the game with competition. Like, yeah. the, like Despicable Me, like it did its thing. Like I think they need to let it go ahead and calm down. I think they're riding it too hard. They need to start giving some other people a narrative say. But visually speaking, yeah. Well, who did who did the Mario film? Because who was that? Wasn't that just like that wasn't Sony, was it? 
I don't think it was Sony. Can they do that? Can Universal. Do Mario? It was distributed by Universal Pictures. Hmm. So. Yeah, I'm just like because if they turn that into a thing, like if we get there, they're saying there's no Zelda film coming, coming, but I find that very fucking hard to believe. Yeah, there's gonna with be with the amount of money fucking movie made. I don't care what they say. Uh, yeah, Universal Pictures is gonna let somebody, somebody come back somebody and do Zelda. They made they made they made one point yeah, three billion dollars off of Super Mario Brothers. So yeah, they're absolutely doing Zelda next. Like if Breath of the Wild is one of the most amazing games every year, or the, that that he come out every time a new version comes out. They're at the top of the gaming gear list. They're going to do a fucking Zelda film. It's just... It's it, it may come down to licensing, but I, I do agree with you, I think. But I think the problem with Pixar is it used to be they would go hard in the paint on the concept and narrative. And now it feels like they're throttling back on that. Like, artistically, um, they're not, like, they're not turning the dial down. Uh, their overall concept of what they want their finesse to be, storytelling-wise, they're not turning the dial down. But the depth of the story that you get out of a Pixar, I feel like they're trying. They they've they've taken their foot off the gas. So you you know, like turning like, red worked because they 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 were all in. Turning red was the last two films they did were this and Lightyear. And Lightyear, I keep seeing this conversation come up. Lightyear is what Disney was pushing harder than Turning Red, Luca, and even Soul. Like those three films came back to back out of Pixar, and they they're the all rib. good. And yeah. then you have Lightyear, which did what it did, and nobody cares. So now you have Elemental, which is kind of also getting back, I think, into the whole, okay, let's go back where our groove is, the turning red, the soul shit, but I don't think this film was enough, and then next we're gonna get Elio and Inside Out 2. Well, we should, sure. well the other thing, too, you should, we should mention, whether it's, you know, you know, quality or not, we should also mention that, I can't remember what came out during when Lightyear did, I also think they're picking they're picking the wrong fights, like no, mm-hmm. like they this 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 was a this was a dumb weekend to put this movie oh, out yeah. right. And I'm not even saying it because all oh, the movies are great, but you're gonna split your audience no matter what, right? Well, so the Flash. well, right? That's well, the Flash, um, Transformers of the weekend before. You still have across the Spider Verse in the theaters. It's like in the number two spot, right? So it's across Spider Verse. Exactly more money than the other. Coming out after it. Right. So it's just like this was just a dumb weekend to put this film out. And that what I'm I'm seeing that's a big problem with a lot of these films coming out. Not saying it's not quality, not saying that they some of them shouldn't earn the money they're making, right? But it's also it's looking at the schedule going like, why would you do that? Like I looked at I looked at this I looked at June and was like, why would you guys all put these movies coming out right, at this but time? But you also have to remember a lot of movies moved to here, so oh, movies oh, that know. were already slated for here. Oh, oh, I know, but they know enough that you know enough of what else is coming out. You know enough. You like here's the thing: when them dates for Avengers just moved, everyone should know. I'm not playing chicken against that, right? You know, you know what's coming out, and there's enough. There's people that are paid to do strategy to know when these things should be released. I, I understand. There's no I way think, you didn't. Know. I think for family films, Element wasn't wrong to stay where they are. I think the advertising and the things they're emphasizing in that is what's wrong. I think if this movie had been marketed a different way, it would be just fine where it is. But I think with the marketing that it's got, it's not going to get the people who would ordinarily come in for it and you know and i think a part of it is what you're saying it's like you 
Pixar isn't the only place to go for incredible animation and a well-crafted emotional story, especially considering one of those has been tipping lower on the scale. They, they're still doing crafted stories, but they don't always get that emotional kick because they're not committing to the narrative fully the way that they used to. But I don't think Element was wrong to stay here. I think how they decided they wanted to market Element once they decided they were leaving it here is wrong. I don't think I don't think I don't think this was the best time period for this to come out. And it also got sandwiched in between The Little Mermaid and this teenage Kraken film that I keep seeing all of these previews for now. It's, yeah, I'm really mad. I was supposed to go see that yesterday and I didn't get a chance. Greenberg. Like it and I saw a trailer for that at The Little Mermaid. So so I saw a trailer for Teenage Kraken and Elemental at the Little Mermaid like mm-hmm. screen. Mm-hmm. That's weird to me. This is it's just kind of like, oh, okay. Um, I mean, you guys called it earlier. They've totally split their audience. Yeah, I was just I was like, oh, what is this Teenage Kraken film? Okay, am I supposed to remember the Elemental and this are coming out also? Transformers, yeah. Cross Spider-Verse, Indiana Jones. Like all of these films that are going to be family-ish theater films, like during the summer. Now they're. I'm only- telling you, people are under the assumption that people are doing like they used to when the world was cheaper. When you went to the weekend movie, like they right. used to be able to bank on people going to the weekend on a Saturday or Sunday or a family movie kind of thing had a really good run. And starting in April, May, June, especially June because school let out. People used to take their kids to the movie every weekend. So you may not get the longevity of that, but you used to be able to get your opening weekend bounce. But like you guys called it, Transformers is getting a slow word of mouth kind of growth to the movie theater. They didn't necessarily get all their bounce off their opening weekend. Across the Spider-Verse is still whooping everybody's ass. And um, the like you said, The Flash opened, what, yesterday? Today? Yesterday? Thursday. Friday. Yeah. Yes. So Friday, so it's going to get its opening weekend. Mm-hmm. And depending on we'll how long, it's not going to get the opening weekend they want. Yeah. It's going to get the open, but it's going to get its opening weekend. I think having Elemental drop at that exact same time, they're hoping, I don't know, maybe they thought like people aren't going to go support that movie because that guy, person. So we'll get some of that audience. And I think that was the wrong call. But I think that they could have got it if they had marketed this different. Because I have seen more commercials and advertisement that's compelling for the Teenage Kraken movie than I have for Elemental. Exactly. Like they... Exactly. And, and that's where I that's what I mean. I just I feel like yeah. Teenage Kraken yeah. is better than well, I mean it's more notable yeah. than for this. The, the, yeah, because that feels like a story no one's done in animation. Um, yeah, so, yeah. all right, we can wrap. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't mean, I don't no, know no. how we ended up. Yeah, we, no, no. We even we're, we're, yeah. box office conversations. Well, because we're going to be talking about that in a second, so. Um, really all right, uh, there you go, Simon. That is the review for Elemental. So, again, folks, thank you guys very much for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, movie trailer reviews on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. And we'll be back soon with more reviews. So until next time, we're out of here. Peace.